Hello and welcome. I'm Jules B., your host of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. Go with me behind the scenes as I dive into the lives of our guests. Each episode will feature unconventional questions that invoke joy, sorrow, and sometimes silence. Come on in, take a seat, and let's start this conversation. Thank you again for calling me here at the Label Free Podcast. This is Behind the Labels here with me, Jules B. And so I have a couple questions here for you, but let me go ahead and just summarize what I found about you. You basically are about the necessity of survival, the human optimization that's required with that. And wow, you wake up seven days later, don't know what's going on. You just know you were in a coma. And at that point, it was either give up or it was to fight. And you decided to fight. You chose the path that now you help other entrepreneurs, men and women alike, to become most powerful versions of themselves and be profitable in doing so. That's how I summarize everything that I read about you. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that? No, you pretty much nailed it on the dot. The only thing that you could add is just if you wanted to be a little bit more specific um, in terms of like habit, nutrition, fitness, mindset. But yeah, let's do whatever you guys prefer. Okay. All right. So what is something that makes you uncomfortable? even though you know it's part of what you have to do to be successful. Spending time in silence and just sitting there with no distractions and focusing on being present by silencing your mind. That allows you to connect to a higher consciousness, a higher power. When you looked at some of the most revolutionary people on this planet, Nikola Tesla, Henry Ford, they all tapped into the same power. They said their biggest degrees all came when they were either sleeping, when the thinking mind was quiet, your subconscious mind was active. They also said it comes at times when they're going on walks and not thinking about their work. And so that's really where I found a lot of my most inspirational thoughts, my best ideas, they all come in this moment. But the thing is, it's kind of like meditation, kind of like yoga, it's uncomfortable. But it's that breaking through that uncomfort zone to the point that it becomes comfortable is ultimately what really brings these breakthrough moments. I believe that anyone on this planet would benefit from more time in the silence. Whether it's you thinking about what kind of career path you want to be on, or maybe which direction should your business go in, or you have a big decision regarding your housing, and financials, whatever it is, silence will bring forth answers. Okay. All right. So in the culture that we live in, where so many people talk about their truth and their rights, you spoke, you hit on wellness. You said, hey, that's something that I would add to it. How do you convince someone that their wellness should be their truths as well as their right? Because so many people struggle with hopelessness. So what is it about wellness that people find so hard to ascertain? Mm-hmm. So a lot of that's going to come from motivation level of things. To really inspire someone or to persuade someone, those are almost inter- interchangeably. But to do that, 
it's really a perspective shift. And oftentimes what I find that works best with my clients or the audience that I speak to is asking them questions to really get them to probe what, what's your life going to look like in two years if you continue gaining weight and it becomes more unhealthy. You're having to go, you get sick, you're going into the hospital more often. How do you think that's going to make your family feel? Do you want the last five years of your life to be like that where it's suffering and pain? Or do you want to be able to run around with your children and your potentially your grandchildren will live long enough to do that? And so by asking these questions, it really gets them to think about the consequences if they don't take action. And oftentimes it's that perspective switch that gets them motivated. They're like, wow, I never thought about it like that. Like I really do need to take action now because my time's slipping. So that's what I find. Does that answer your question? It does. I thought about something that you said. You said, okay, think about two years from now. I can think about two years from now. I have no idea what's going to happen two years from now. You didn't know you were going to be stabbed in the throat in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. So to say that, think about two years from now, even though that person is overweight or whatever the case may be, they have no idea if they're going to be alive two years from now. So when that when questions like that are posed to me, I think it's unfair. Because you're asking me to see the future when we're in the present. So why not say, right now you're sick. What do you want to do about it? Instead of saying two years from now, because nobody knows. And I think it's unfair. And, and it just hit me a little different when you said that. Because I think that maybe the problem is that we ask people to see in a, a, into a future that we know nothing about totally. Instead mm -hmm. of saying, this is where you are now. And I wonder if we change that wording, would it like change the result? But that's just something that I thought about. What would you do if you found out that your entire life had been filmed without your permission? I would feel, how would I feel or what would I do? Yeah, both. You can answer however you'd like to. Okay, well, first of all, I'd feel, I would feel violated in a sense. I guess it also comes from who's recording it, right? Uh, what is their intention? So, I mean, if someone that had great intentions and didn't show it to other people and used it in a way where they're like, look at, this is kind of a pattern that's been happening in your life. You should improve by doing this. Well, then I'd be like, okay, well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm grateful that you recorded it, right? Whereas if someone had bad intentions and they're like, oh, check out what Adam did. They pin it all over the internet and things I'm not proud of. Then it's like, yeah, obviously I'm going to be a little to be upset, right? Uh, so I think intention to that comes really into play. And then, oh, okay. yeah, in terms of what to do, I guess it depends on the actual situation. It's hard to say what I could do, depending on, I guess I don't know the circumstances, right? Um, right. Or right. Somewhere else, but... right. Right. Okay. Okay. So my next question to you is this. How did your beliefs change after you were stabbed in the neck in, in the movie theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd say the biggest change in my belief or the biggest change that just happened to me in general was the perspective switch. There's a few different things. The first is you realize, like you said earlier, your life could be gone in an instant. You don't know what's going to happen. And so it kind of made me realize, like, I don't, how many days do I want to spend where I'm just sitting at home watching Netflix, not pursuing my ambitions and feeling bad about myself? It made me think about that a little bit more proactively. And so I started using my time in a better sense. 
meaning I'm more productive. I'm doing things that are going to improve my life because I want to hit my goals before I die. I want to leave an impact on this world. And then the second thing to it was, like you said earlier, I was at this point where I had two options. Option one, give up on my potential. Option two, to fight. And it wasn't until that I just accepted what happened to me that I was able to move on because the first week or two, I was just swearing at the world. You know, my life is ruined. What am I going to do now? Like, playing victim but the thing is when i you play victim you lose all your power because you're essentially saying that the external world your circumstances are what dictate the results in your life but by saying you know what this happened there's nothing you can do to change it this is what it is this is the simple truth the reality of the situation and now i'm going to take ownership while that happened and it set me back there's things i can do that are going to get me back to a place of power where I feel great, I, I think great, and I'm performing at a high level again. And so by going from that victim mentality to accepting what happened and taking full responsibility, it granted me the power to overcome that. And the beauty in that is, now that I've overcome this hardship, well, guess what? When another hardship comes, I don't have anything to fear. I've been through worse. Now I'm going to use the same mindset that enabled me to get through that. And so yeah. most People like that, with the event, most people would say it's probably the worst thing that happened to me, but it was honestly one of the best things that happened to me. Again, like made me into a stronger version of myself. So, yeah. Sorry, I probably went on a little tangent there, but yeah. You're fine, you're fine. Like I told you, have permission to speak freely. I, I interject when necessary. Right. So, okay. We're good. So, being that you've had your experience, you know, you've gone from victim to victor, so to speak. So when you look back on that time in your life, which is scarier for you, fighting for your life or fighting for your last breath? Fighting for your last breath, for sure, definitely the the scariest because at that moment, you don't contemplate anything else. All you're focused on is surviving. And so I would say that was definitely the scariest part to it was during the time of attack when I'm sitting there bleeding out, throat's been stabbed, lung punctured, like you don't know if you're going to be able to see your family again. You don't know if your life is done. And that's one of the scariest things ever. Um, at least it was for me, I should say. Wow. And I asked that question because, I mean, here we are sitting, having this conversation. And so now you can look back and reflect on, you know, taking that last breath possibly versus fighting for your life. Because there's a saying out there that says the healing is always worse than the wound, right? Mm. And so I ask you that question because sometimes as you've healed, that's worse than, you know, that moment where you're not knowing whether you're mm-hmm. going to live or not because the process is longer. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah. it varies from person to person, but yeah, no, I could definitely see people having that same perspective you just laid out there. Yeah. So what is something that still surprises you about your success? I would say this is more of one of the realizations I've had recently. Because for the longest time, I was focused on success. And I defined, the way I defined success at that time in my life was almost monetary, creating an impact, you know, growing a business that's big, right? And it took me until recently to realize, like, that isn't success. Because the thing is, when I got to that point, well, yeah, it was great. I'm helping more people and I feel good. 
but there was still something I was eating away. I didn't have this peace of mind, this enjoyment of life as some people have. You know, one of my friends, every single moment you see him, he seems like he's a, it's the best moment of his life. His energy is so vibrant. His life so his life is vibrant, I should say. And I realized he has something that I had been missing. He found peace and enjoyment of life. Whereas during this journey where I was chasing success, I was working 10, 12 hours a day, not hanging out with friends for years just because I wanted success. But the whole time I was lacking it. And eventually when I got to that point, I realized there was still this almost a hole and sense inside of me. So now I re- success, I define success is really as getting to a point where you enjoy as much moments in your day as possible. Can you look back to yesterday and say that, think of 10 moments where you had bliss and joy, that looking full of anxiety, negative thoughts, internal turmoil. It was, most people can't say yes. And so that's kind of the journey that I'm on there. Okay. So going through what you've gone through, how often do you think about the time you have left? I would say not too often. So weirdly enough. And the reason, so I think about it every night because I have a reflection time. I look okay. back on my day and when I get in this kind of state where I'm thinking back on my day, you know what I can improve. That gets me to that place where I'm like, okay, well, thinking about my tomorrow and the next day type of thing. That's, but for the rest of the day, I focus on trying to be as present as possible to kind of add to that point of what I was just talking about, having internal peace. I get this by being more present. So I try not to think about the future as often as saying, grounded in the present if possible does that make sense it does but to piggyback to go back to what you what we talked about originally that if you if 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 i that you don't think about the future that often but you ask your client to do so yeah there's that yeah. journey there's that fitness journey and you're asking your client to think two years to think about two years ahead to think about this but yet, still, you just said you don't do it for yourself. No, so it's a little bit different. It is, but, you know, we use the same side of the brain to make all the decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think about what is so different about, I mean, they're not where you are at the time that you're talking to them. I know that. But I'm speaking specifically about the future. <laughs> not, not, not their position, not what they're trying to, but the future itself. Yeah, gotcha. So the reason why I said for them to look to the future is because you asked me how to inspire them to live a healthier life. And that's just often a good way to get them to a point where they have motivation. Um, that's why I was saying it was different, not because I'm at a certain place or they're at a certain place. But that's a good mechanism or technique to instill inspiration and motivation to them. Okay. And so to continue this, though, the future is definitely important. I I do look at it every now and often to look at my end goal. Like, what kind of business and life do I want in 30 years type of thing? Because if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. You're going to wander through life. Eventually, 30 years goes by, 40 years goes by, and you feel like your life passed you by. You feel like something isn't right or not fulfilled. And so I definitely agree that, like, you want to be, have, like, a good idea of the future and the vision of life that you're going to have. But I just say that, I see so often so many people they get so caught up thinking about the future that they have anxiety in their day to day. Yeah. So, so I like having that end goal in picture, but then I think it becomes very detrimental if you're constantly thinking about the future because they, it creates a gap from where you are now to where you want to be, 
usually leads with internal turmoil, more mind activity. Yeah, okay. So here's my last question, if you have just one more moment. If you could relive one day in your life, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> you couldn't change it in any way, but you could relive it again. What day would that be for you and why? Hey, so, so there's one day that just comes to mind instantly. And for whatever reason, it was just a day where me and my friends in high school, we went and played beach volleyball all day, like for like five hours. And then we got pizza after. And so the answer of why that is, is because looking back at it, that was a day where I was actually fully embedded into the present moment, whether I knew it or not at the time. That's why I enjoyed that day. Like every day, every moment of that day was so, it brought me so much joy and bliss. Um, and so for the simple reason of just enjoying life to the fullest, that's why it's that day. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note, you have spoken. I'd like to thank you for showing up. I'd like to thank you for having this conversation and being in doing this leg of Behind the Label. I mm -hmm. leave you with this. Please remember that we're not as divided as we are disconnected. Blessings to you. Enjoy the day and the rest of the week. Awesome. Appreciate you helping on this call with me. No problem. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. We hope this conversation has reminded you of the power of your voice and the importance of taking the best steps to live a more fulfilled life. Make sure you like, follow, comment, and share. And for more content, check out the Label Free Podcast with our fabulous host, Deanna. And remember, we all have choices. We all have goals. We all make mistakes. But it doesn't have to be behind a label.